Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. You are listening to This is Cruise Radio Rewind. Real reviews from real cruisers. Going to go back about seven and a half years for Cruise Radio Rewind today, all the way back to January of 2012, when the Costa Concordia sank off the coast of Italy. And uh, Ian was on the ship when it happened. We had a chance to interview him right after the accident. And he gave a really compelling story. And he told everything from the first initial impact when the ship hit the rock and it you know, made this 160-foot-long gash on the side of the ship to boarding the lifeboats to looking back on it and what that whole process was like. It's a really good interview. But I want to unpack this a little bit just before we get to Ian. So Costa Concordia, it was leaving Rome. And if you, you're probably wondering, well, what kind of ship is that? It's comparable to Carnival Splendor. So same size ship there. It was leaving Rome and heading to Savona on a seven-night Mediterranean cruise. When the captain took the ship off course because one of the officers on the ship was from the island of Giglio, so the captain diverted the course to go closer to Giglio to do a sail-by. Doing so, he hit this rock. It made a hole in the side of the ship, and then uh, kind of things went downhill from there. Now, this captain is a complete disaster. He got charged with, looking back, 32 counts of manslaughter. Um, abandoning ship because he said he fell into a lifeboat, and then he got charged with causing a maritime accident. So he's locked up for 16 years now. So that's pretty much the story in a nutshell. Now we'll get to the interview with Ian Dunoff. He was a passenger on board Costa Concordia when it went down in January of 2012. Ian Dunoff from Southwest London was a passenger aboard the Costa Concordia, and we're very lucky to have him with us now. Thank you so much for being with us on Cruise Radio, Ian, and... uh Appreciate you sharing your story. First of all, who who were you with on that cruise? Janice and I were on our honeymoon. It's the second time around for us. My late wife died some four years ago, and I met a lovely lady, a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we and we, in fact, um, you know, went on this cruise as if she wanted something that I didn't do. We go abroad quite often, but I hadn't cruised before. I usually get fairly seasick on small boats, which is no problem with a large boat like this. (laughs) All right. So tell us all about what happened that evening. Yeah. What it it was, was um, some people actually were still having dinner. We went to, in fact, uh, we were offered a a meal at one of their more exclusive eating uh, locations. Uh, where in fact we're only, you know, sitting next to the captains. The captain was having a meal there, but um, we then finished early, and they had a some sort of uh, show. Um, it was a magician show, uh, quite a well-known magician in Italy or whatever it was. Was doing right. a show, and in the in, in, and in the big auditorium, which can seat about two thousand people, um, quarter of an hour in. That's nine forty-five in the evening. He came up, he did a very good introduction for a few ten minutes, went down into the audience to get somebody to help him, probably going to sever his body in half or something like that. (laughs) And then he disappeared. I mean, this wasn't magic. He just disappeared. He heard the crunch (laughs) noise that I heard, that the lights went out and emergency lights went on. And people at that lower deck then rushed out back to their rooms pretty quickly. 
it was a, a, a um, an announcement on the tannoy saying that it was a generator fault. The captain advised generator fault. There's no need to panic. Generator fault's no problem, you know. But then I saw more and more people leaving the auditorium and that the mixer desk and everything, no power to it. I said, you know, they're going to get, this going to be ages. Let's go back. As we were going back, we saw people sort of poking out of their staterooms and deciding should they put on their life jackets and this sort of thing. So we thought, well, perhaps we should go into our, our room and, and put on our life jackets. And as we were doing so, in the emer- just a single emergency light that there is um, that we could make out, we thought, well, hold on a minute. Whatever we do, we're going to go outside on an outer deck to get a lifeboat. It's going to be bloody cold even if we don't get on the lifeboat, if everything is sorted out. Right. But meanwhile, they hadn't called for any evacuation or anything. There was no emergency signals, as uh, we had learned from the video that we first saw when we first boarded in uh, Barcelona. Right. So um, we then went out on deck. We actually took our passports, you know, some credit cards. Good, smart. And uh, and um, and my camera, because I not to take photos on this situation, right. but of course it wouldn't really. But of course, all the all our memories of our honeymoon. Right. Were, were on it from the different places we'd visited. So there I was, armed, thinking that it would be a, you know, perhaps it'd be a localized problem. But then the boat started going to one side oh, and no. then going over to the other side and getting worse and worse. About 25 degree angle. So this is not normal. Something's a problem. And why have we stopped? A big cruise liner with a generator oh, problem man. doesn't stop. I don't believe it. I said, but I thought, hold on a minute, a generator is run, is run off, probably the same motor it does a, you know, that gets the ship going. So, you know, something's amiss somewhere. When we got to the muster stations, as they call it, on, on deck, they didn't know what to do about head counts to get on the life rafts and that sort of thing. And it took ages to get on, about an hour or so, to get on to the actual lifeboats, you know, which are motorized and goodness knows what state of the art. Right. But we were then now at a very um, acute angle. We were up in the air, as you've probably seen by the photos. The yeah. bit that's up in the air it doesn't allow, gravity doesn't take over. It doesn't allow for the lifeboats to fall right. um, in, into the water. And when we were 136 people were in our, in our lifeboat and nothing moved, couldn't get it off. Everybody then had to get off gingerly. But meanwhile, the angle was certainly more than 70 degrees. Um, you know, the angle that you see in the photos now. Right. And the deck being painted a nice, I don't know, um, with a, a nice uh, polyester paint was like an ice rink at that angle. Oh, it kept on falling on the inner wall. It, as it worsened, of course, it, it was impossible because we had to, we, we didn't know what was going to happen. If the boat sank and we were in this deck, which was co- a covered deck apart from the access to the lifeboats and sort of uh, areas of, uh, you know, uh, viewing um, gaps, you know, we wouldn't stand a chance. So somebody found an elected, there were the, certainly the staff didn't know what to do. They couldn't improvise. They didn't know what to do. But somebody thought the idea, let's get a ladder and put it up through so we can actually go on the outside hull. Now, when hundreds of people uh, have to inch themselves along, as it were, 
over the windows of the dining room, which was the wall, effectively, they were sorting through as they, they were walking on, and then get up this ladder. And this from a sort of how people manage, I don't know. I don't recall. It's one of those things you blot out in your life. Right. You can't recall how you actually get up that ladder. There was pushing, shoving. There were, you know, my new wife lost her shoes in the process, but carried on upwards. When people got out on the hull, as it were, and waiting for further things to happen, um, we saw lots of life, you know, the local um, lifeguards, whatever it is that they have um, around. Um, and we saw them with their boats. But um, we thought we'd be all right. You know, it was a tranquility that set over, which is interesting because everybody was uh, bestial, as it were, trying to get up that ladder and uh, not allowing others to go before them. And so, therefore, there wasn't much uh, gentility. Uh, uh, men were pushing off women, goodness oh, knows what, you know, to get to, to, to you know to get up quicker. But once people were up, the I think it was the um, the authorities uh, got up a rope ladder right up to where we were, which is about five stories in height um, from where we had to get down to the sea level, where they had their uh, safety rafts and small boats for us to get on. And gingerly, people had to get on their backsides and go forward on this rope and then turn around as the, you came under the bow of the uh, ship to then drop onto the uh, boats below, which were transferred to another boat and then onto that small island. But um, that takes an interminable amount of time, unbelievable amount of time, because some people aren't agile, not used to ladders, not used to doing it this way, and any minor slip would have meant certain death. Yeah. So it's a, it was a miracle that nobody fell. It was wow. a, but of course everybody was gingerly going down, which of course is a slow process. Um, we were in the last hundred to actually get off the boat. When we got and transferred, you know, everything seemed okay. I know y'all were at the show when all this went down, but were you getting any reports as to what was going on in the dining room? The dining room was a crazy place, somebody told me. Um, it's a two-tier dining room with a central atrium in the middle. That means you're over, you know, there's a balcony area, and you're overlooking other diners. Um, when the angles, of course, went crazy... You know, crockery, cutlery, and goodness knows what went cascading and oh, yeah. injured quite a few people. Let me ask you, uh, uh, Ian, initially the sound that you heard, can you describe what, when you were in the auditorium watching the magic it was, show? Yeah, it was, it was like a crunch. I can imagine a large crunching sound. Um, I mean, I didn't know what that was, but it wasn't, it wasn't deafening, but there was a definite loud crunch. And it sounded, it, uh, hit, it, it sounded out of the ordinary. It was definitely uh, well, it's a house, it's sound we haven't heard yet. Yeah. Wow, that's really. I guess the question I got to ask you now, Ian, though, is: uh, Would you ever consider cruising again? Yes, I would. I suppose. You know, when you hear people get run over by crossing the road, doesn't mean you'll never cross the road again, what does it? But I do think, I mean, my thoughts are that the safety standards will have to increase. All right. Ian Donoff out of southwest London, a passenger aboard the Costa Concordia. God bless you. Glad you're okay. And thank you so much for making time for us to uh, share your experience. Bye. Bye-bye now. Sitting here listening to this interview, this is the first time I've heard it since 2012. 
And it just brings me back to when all the chaos was happening around this event. But the good that also came out of it, like the cruise ships have to do the lifeboat drill now before departure. Uh, as far as voyage planning goes, it takes more than just the captain to deviate a course. Someone back on shore has to check off on that. So there's a check and balance system there as well. And just a handful of other things that we could spend a whole show on if you want to hear some of the changes that were made after Costa Concordia. But with that said, I'm going to let you go. Thank you for being here and making Cruise Radio Rewind a part of your day. And we'll talk to you on Thursday. Take care. Today's show is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash cruise. Choose from over 150,000 titles delivered straight to your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or tablet at audibletrial.com slash cruise. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.